these last couple years, um, I don't know about you, but through the last few years, and in fact, I cannot, I cannot even think of when it started. I can go back 10 years in my life at least, but I know I can probably go back farther. It just, it seems like it has been one constant change after another. As we begin to look through my, the, the last few years of our lives, I don't know about you, but there has been so much change that I can almost not even grasp it. Um, I have watched in my own life, I've watched my kids grow up, graduate from high school, getting into college. One's already most, I mean, halfway through college. I, I, I can't, I, I cannot even comprehend. These last few years have been one season of change. Now, I know this is true in my life. And as we're getting ready as a church to begin our own season of change here because of the renovations that are about to start and everything that is going to come, it's, it's exciting. I don't know about you, but I find change is one of those things I feel like I have a split personality. On the one hand, there's this part of me that absolutely craves and loves change. I, you know when your favorite artist comes out with a new song? I don't want to go back and listen to their old stuff. Their old stuff now sounds old. I want the new. Um, I love when new restaurants come into town. I'd love to be able to try out new restaurants. And, and so you start looking and, oh, there, there's a new, there's a new, what, what building is this gonna be? Is this gonna be a taco? Oh, it's a Taco Bell. Okay, if you guys know where I'm talking about, down on corner of Nine Mile Road in Old Palafox, they're putting in a new Taco Bell. Okay, right by where the old Pizza Hut used to be. And I'm disappointed because I was looking for something awesome. Now, Taco Bell's pretty good. Now, don't get me wrong. But it's a Taco Bell. I've had Taco Bell. I was looking for something good. But I love change. I love being able to go downtown. I love going into downtown Pensacola with all the change, all of the upgrades, everything that's happening. I just, I think it's, I love it. I love change. I love seeing progress happening. I love walking, driving through new neighborhoods where there was just nothing but paddocks and you drive through and all of a sudden there's these brand new, and, and I love different homes. I like it when people don't build the same home over and over and over and over again. And so I love driving through a new neighborhood and seeing new stuff. And so in me, there's this part that, that absolutely craves and loves change and, and I, you know, as a church, I'm, I'm looking at it the same way, and I'm so excited about the change that we are about to go through. I'm excited about the children's church that's about to be built, the, the whole new children's wing. In fact, all of this started because the children's wing needed to be redone. But as we began to go down that direction, there's this little thing in me that begins to twinge and kind of, oh, but I also hate change. I've loved watching my kids grow up. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've loved seeing who they have become and who they're becoming. I, I've loved watching and going through the different experiences with them. I, I've loved going through the different, through that, the years we've gone through, you know, the Disney worlds and the fun parks and, and the different shows. And I've enjoyed doing all that. 
But I'm also getting to that point where as I'm looking at it and it's like, oh man, the reality is, is that I'm getting kind of old and their life continues to go on and mine sort of, oh man, and I'm beginning to hate the change. I feel split because on the one hand, there's this thing in me that is loving it and there's this other part that is absolutely dreading it. I love old stuff. I love, I hate to see stuff get wasted. And so I'll salvage anything and repurpose it. And I just, you know, I hate change. I kept my S5, my Samsung S5, as long as I could till I dropped it and cracked the screen on it. I didn't want to change it. My son kept saying, Dad, you need to change your phone. It's getting old. And it's like, <laughs> I just got it more broken in. Sorry, Chris, that was not a dig at you. I was. Yes, it was, actually. <laughs> but we all find ourselves in the moments where we hate change, don't we? Because change comes to this place where we stop and we realize what was is no more. The simplicity of what we used to know is no longer what is. I kind of, at this moment and, and time, I'm, we, we've been going through a lot of change within our own family, as far as bigger families, as far as we've lost a lot of our loved ones, our elderly relatives recently. And every time we have a grandmother pass away or a great aunt, a great uncle and even aunts and uncles that are now passing away, there's this thing inside of me that hurts so bad. Uncles used to go, we used to go fishing with. There'll never be another fishing trip. And I hate change. I love it, and, and, and I feel split, because in this moment, we know there are seasons, and we're caught, aren't we? But one thing that I do know, it doesn't matter whether we love it or we hate it, we do not get a choice. The seasons of change will come. It doesn't matter whether you live in, in New York City or small Pensacola. Change is coming and change will affect you. One of, one of my, uh, sorry, I've lived in Australia too long, so I can't help it. But one of our iconic Aussie pop bands from the 1990s, a Crowded House. I don't know if anybody's familiar with Crowded House, but they sang a song called Four Seasons in One Day. Dealing with the reality of how sometimes through our lives, it seems as if our lives change so much and so fast that it's like having four seasons in one day. One moment we're laughing, one moment we're crying. And that's the way our lives are. This is nothing new, is it? We, we've been dealing with this. In fact, you can go back as far as you want. I, I kind of got a little bit, you know, talking about one of my Aussie pop bands that we used to be familiar with. Um, I, got, I wonder how many songs about change there are. My goodness, 
There are song after song after song after song. I mean, can't, can't, can't get past Bob Dylan, can we? The times, okay, we will not sing that. They are a-changing. But there are so many songs that deal with change because all of us deal with this conflicting moment of we, we're ready for the change, but at the same time, we don't want it to change. Change has good spots and change has bad spots. In fact, it goes so far back, it goes way beyond Bob Dylan. In Ecclesiastes chapter three, Solomon, several thousand years ago, wrote a passage about change. Okay, Dave, let's go ahead and start putting that up there. This is a whole big, okay, I just stuck it up once. I'm gonna refer back to some of these verses again. Um, but Solomon wrote, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Now, this may sound a little familiar. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to harvest. A time to kill and a time to heal. You say, whoa, hang on a moment. I didn't know Solomon loved the birds. Okay. He, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll move on. That's all right. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. You guys are familiar with the birds, right? I'm just making sure. I wasn't the only one who, a time to be, okay, we know, okay. We will not go there. A time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet, and time to speak up, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. As we begin to read through the book of Ecclesiastes, in fact, we're only gonna start here today because over the next five weeks, we're gonna be talking about the seasons of change. However, we're gonna just start dealing with that which is the most obvious, and that is that which constantly bombards us that just never stops. This world just spins around so fast that is every once in a while we just want to stop and say, hey, let me off this thing. Let me just get my breath for a few moments before I get back on. If you've ever ridden a merry-go-round and someone has spun it and spun it and spun it and spun it and spun it until you just are, okay, you may not have ever done that to your brother or sister or they may never have done it to you. But when you get off that thing, you are so sick. And sometimes that's what life feels like in these seasons of change that we go through. Solomon is also dealing with this. In fact, Solomon, if you read through the book of Ecclesiastes, can, can I just say this? If you're in a bit of a down mood, do not read the book of Ecclesiastes. Let's just put it out there real quick. Book of Ecclesiastes is Solomon in a moment of despair, heartache, hurt trying to figure out what is the meaning of life. And as he's reading, as he's kind of contemplating, and as he gets all this stuff, he kind of comes to this conclusion. Life is so changeable, it's unchanging. Okay, isn't that a, okay. This is sort of what the conclusion he comes to. 
It is so unchanging in the fact that it is constantly changing. <laughs> okay, I, I couldn't quite grasp that, but that's where Solomon hits us up. And he says, it is, the change is so predictable that we can begin to mark out the seasons of change in our life. It may look a little different for you, and it may look a little different for me, but here's the reality, is that the seasons are so predictable that he says we can begin to mark it out. And in fact, he says, the change that we all deal with start at birth. Okay, if you want to know about change, have a baby, right? If you've ever had a baby, you go from the moment of being almost a cool couple to being what? You are no longer cool, trust me. When you have a baby, you go from cool couple to I am too tired to be cool, okay? That moment when I used to go out, what do you do? Uh, I'm too tired. Guys, I'd love to go out with you, but I need some sleep. That moment when you were footloose and fancy free to responsible, You see, the seasons of change start with birth. It starts, I mean, it really hits us hard. The change that happens the moment a baby is born. You see, a baby's kind of cute, isn't it? I mean, they're fun, sort of. You can dress them up. I mean, they're really cute when you put those little bows in their hair. I don't know about you, we had two boys, so we never did put bows in their ears. But man, aren't they cute when you put those little jeans on them and those little plaid shirts? And you stick these little cute little baseball caps on their head and you kind of carry them down the street. And all the old people look in the, in the grocery and they're starting to goo. It's so much fun. Until it's not. So quick, change comes. And he begins to stop and he says, as surely as a person is born, change does not stop until when? There's a time to be born and then he goes to the very depressing side and he says, there's an appointment we all must keep. And it's not so cute. In fact, it's hurtful and it's devastating. He says, it's that moment when we must meet our maker. That's a big change from the little cute and cuddly to the moment we stand before our maker. Change is so constant that it's unchanging. He continues and he stops and he says there's a time for harvest, or he says there's a time to plant and there's a time to harvest. Okay, we, most of us, there's a, still a few in here who go out there and till up your backyards and plant a few seeds you still do that. Most of us don't quite do that, but we still do the same thing. We just do it in a slightly different way. Nowadays, what do we do? We, we kind of get off work and we go, what shall I have for dinner? We go to the grocery store. We pick up a few things. We go home. We make it. We eat it. We go to sleep. We go back to work. We get off work and we go, what do we have for dinner? We go to the grocery store and it's just this constant cycle. It is no different than the seed time and harvest, what we do today. We just have someone else do the planting and the harvesting. We just do the planting and the buying and the planting and the buying and the planting and the buying. But we're still doing the same thing. 
And he continues and he stops and he, he deals with this idea and says, okay, you, you born, you start growing up. And then he goes on and he says this, there's a time to kill and there's a time to heal. In other words, he says there's a time of broken relationships and there's times of mended relationships. Do you remember back in those days when we got most of us, we've, you know, we're just going to. Back in the days when you were dating, thankfully you did not kill them, right? But there were times when you wish you could have killed them because they didn't see things your way. And then there was the time of healing. And we go throughout all, all of our lives dealing with these relationships where, where they get broken down and they get repaired. They get broken down and we work on repairing them. And he deals with this whole idea that life is these moments, there's seasons of when things don't work out and when things are working out. And he continues with this idea and he says, there's a time to tear down and there's a time to build up. In other words, he stops and he says there's times that we, we, we go out to build a house and sometimes we tear down an old house to build a new house. We sell the one to get a new. We have to sell an old car to buy a new car. The old car gets taken down to the scrap yard. The new car comes into my garage. It's a season. It's a cycle. See, Solomon was dealing with the same things that we were dealing with in a slightly different way, but the, the same things are happening. Life is a series of cycles. In fact, he, he goes on and, and he kind of, and I hate to say he gets kind of repetitive, but this is the reality of life that he continues on. And he says, there's a time to cry and there's a time to laugh. There's a time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. In other words, he continues with, this cycle continues on and continues on and continues on and continues on. Relationships come, relationships go. Houses come, houses go. Kids come, kids grow up. Jobs come, jobs go. New jobs come. And he just deals with this whole idea that life is a constant set of seasons. Now, I don't know where you're at in the seasons of your life. Solomon says we're all going to go through seasons. In fact, some of the seasons are great. Some of the seasons are not. It doesn't matter whether you are a follower of Jesus Christ or you are an atheist this morning. It doesn't matter. The seasons of life are going to come your way. Do you believe in God? Do you not believe in God? It doesn't matter. The seasons are going to hit you. That's the way life is. That's the way God has designed it. And, and I, I love the idea that he starts the seasons of life with birth and he says, but we will all come to the end of our season one day as well. There's a big season within the series of seasons. Now, I don't know about you, but this is a moment where, okay, it feels a little depressing. This is a little depressing, Pastor. We know. We have been through so many seasons lately. Most of us in these last couple of years have been through so many seasons. 
we're ready for some normality for a while. This whole COVID season, I thought we were done with it. It just seems like we hit a new season of it. Where do we go? Many of us, a lot of us, have lost loved ones through this season. It's not been easy. And so as we look and as we talk about seasons, how do we begin to deal with the seasons? We can't get off. As much as I want to say, let's just stop this world for a while. Let's get off this merry-go-round. I'm getting a little sick. It doesn't stop. It will come. And this is not to make us depressed. This is not to get us all into a mood of hum and glum. This is to say, what do we do within these seasons of life that we are all going through? Now, as a church, we're about to start a new season. In fact, we're going to kind of conclude this whole series on on where we're going to go with the seasons of the church. But I want to start with the seasons we all are going to hit. What do we do with them? Is there anything to do with them? Is there a way that a follower of Jesus Christ handles these seasons? I mean, can we look at them and say, do we just throw our hands up in despair and say, oh, well, that's just what it is? Well, let's kind of look at what Solomon says. Solomon hits back and he says, I'm kind of going through this. And as we read through the book of Ecclesiastes, it is a depressing book. I'm just going to be honest with you. It is just, okay. I read it and my heart goes, oh, Solomon, man, you were having a down season when you wrote this book. But he actually brings out some really good insights in the middle of the season that he's going through. I only say this because sometimes when we are in the season of the down, is we're needing someone to say, hey, it's okay. And Solomon was in the season of down, as he was searching it out, as he was in this slump, he begins to make some observations that I think is good for all of us, whether we are in a good season or in a hard season. So he starts off and he says this. One of the things you need to understand in the middle of your seasons that you're going through is that you are never alone in that season. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, we have someone who is above all of us. And the seasons that we are going through did not catch him by surprise. We somehow have this idea that, God, you don't know what I'm going through. You missed this one. Uh, This is so bad, you don't know. And God, what have you done? And Okay, so as we're going through the middle of the season that we're going through, Solomon starts, and let's go to Ecclesiastes chapters, verses 3 and uh, 14 and 15. Solomon kind of comes to the conclusion that no matter what season you're in, God is in that season, and he has not just kind of gone on holiday. So here's what he says. Now, He writes it a little different than the way my brain works, but we'll get to it, okay? So he says, and I know that whatever God does is final. In other words, he says, I know God has a plan. And what his plan is, is going to come to pass no matter what we do. So he says, nothing can be added to it and nothing being taken from it. God's plan, he says, is this is that people should fear him. This word fear is not an idea of being afraid of, okay? 
this word fear has to do with an idea of respect or honor. So he's not saying that, that one of God's plans or purpose, the overall writing purpose of God is to make people afraid. That's not what he's talking about. He's dealing with this idea that God's plan for us is that we should be able to honor him and respect him. And he continues on in verse 15. What is happening now has happened before. And what will happen in the future has happened before. Because God has made, or because God makes the same things happen over and over again. What is he saying? The seasons of life we all go through are going to go into all of our lives. Births, deaths, joy, sorrow, build up, tear down, holidays, work. It just kind of goes round and it goes around and it goes around because God designed our lives to be lived the way they are always lived. Now, okay, let's be honest. Knowing that God is above everything and in the middle of everything that we're going through does not make me automatically feel better, okay? So God, you're watching me go through this? This does not make me feel good. What are you doing? You knew I was gonna go through this. What, what's going on? Yet we understand, and what Solomon is trying to help us understand is that God has not lost control of the situation because we don't understand our season. In fact, in another book Solomon wrote in Proverbs chapter 19, he says this, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Plan. And, and Solomon is not saying don't plan, just live a life on a free-for-all. That, that's not what he's saying. He says plan and try to do what you can. But understand, sometimes life has its own season and doesn't work out the way we want. And it's all right. God has not been taken aback and said, oops, you caught me on surprise on that one. James, what were you thinking? I didn't know you were going to, oh man, how am I going to get out of this one? And so he continues and he says, here's this. Okay, God is in the midst of what you're going through. The seasons of life that you're dealing with, God's in the midst of it. And, and, and he says, but it's not over yet. It's not just that God's in the midst of it. He, he goes on and he says, Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 16 and 17, he kind of pushes us on a little bit farther and he says this. I also notice that under the sun, in other words, I notice that all around us, there is evil in the courtroom. Yes, even the courts of law are corrupt. And I said to myself, in due season, God will judge everyone, both good and bad, for all their deeds. Now, does it not seem like? Now, I am not, this is not a, a slight on the courts. I think our courts do absolutely the best jobs they can do. And I'm not at all trying to slight them. But does it not sometimes seem like there's a, one law for those who have money and there's another law for those who do not have much. There sometimes seems like there's a law for people who have fame and there's another law for those who don't. 
And to be honest, let, let's just kind of be, be real. Even if you have the same law that is being trying to be treated out fairly amongst both, the, the judges are still fallible. They can only see what is being put before them. And though that doesn't guarantee, they will always get the right answer. And Solomon says, even the judges, those who are there on our behalf, sometimes make mistakes. But don't worry. There is a judge who doesn't. And this is what he's trying to get to. So in the seasons of our change, when everything seems to be going against me and falling apart and everything is, is just rotten, Solomon says, hang on, there is a God who is above it all, who is in the midst of this with you, and he sees. And he is the one who has the final word. So whatever season that you're going through, understand this. If you are doing good and the season seems to be just, okay, we won't use the phrase, the, the phrase hitting the fan, you have a Savior, you have a Father who is there, who sees, and He's the one who's keeping score. Sometimes He says it looks like people are getting away with rotten stuff. They're, 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 they're doing bad things and they're getting away with it. Solomon is saying, There is one who sees, and there is one who will judge, and there is one who will keep final score. And so you can begin to let your fingers off of that situation. You see, the seasons of life we're going through, if we're going to make, make it through, we've got to learn to how to handle it. And so what we've got to begin to do is begin to take our fingers off of trying to always control every season. We can't. As much as we plan, as much as we work, Sometimes you just have to take your fingers off because it is out of your control. There is nothing you can do about it. There is nothing you can say about it. You just have to sometimes grin and keep going. And Solomon says, it's all right. I understand. There is someone who is watching who will make sure that every wrong will be put right and the rights that are sort of left unnoticed, he will notice and reward. So what are we to do in the meantime? Is that it? We just stop and say, God, it's, it's yours. And Solomon does not stop there because here's where he begins to push us. In the seasons of our change, here's where he begins to push us. So number one, he starts with the, you need to get it up here first. Understand, and, and Solomon would be saying, I'm the one who's struggling the most with this at the moment because if you read through the book of Ecclesiastes, he's continuing on with this wrestling match he's having all the way to the very end when he finally says, God, here, here's what I conclude. It's you. And that's kind of how he ends it. But right now, he says, what do we do in the meantime? How do I handle today? What do I do when I find myself in the midst of whatever season, whether it's a season of joy or a season of sorrow? How do I handle if I'm in a season of, being, of, of having to tear down or whether I'm in a season of building up? What do I do if I'm in a season of work or I'm in a season, a season of, of holiday? And he says, in either situation, here's what you need to do. In the meantime, God is not done, but here's what you need to do. All right. 
Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 10 and thir- through 13, and I absolutely love these verses because it stops and gives us permission to do one thing. And let's go on. He says, I have seen the burden that God has placed on all of us. In other words, he says, the seasons are coming. It doesn't matter. You're going to go through it. You can go out and live in the middle of Alabama, in the middle of the bush where there is nothing, and you're still going to go through a season of change. Okay? Don't, don't think you're not. You will still deal with it. Yet, and I love this, that little three-letter word changes everything. Yet in the middle of every season, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. In other words, he says, we can't see the whole seasons of how they're going to end out. We just have to live our life. But he says, life is, everything is, what's that word? Yet God has made everything, I thought I almost heard it. I I saw Rusty's lips move at least. Yet God has made everything beautiful. What a weird word in the midst of the seasons of life we go through. We sometimes miss it, don't we? Every season of life has its beauty. We can go through our seasons that we... Don't you love spring? When all the leaves are starting to come on and there's that fresh... It's like a fresh, vibrant green. And all the flowers, I mean, it is beautiful. When you just come through winter, and it's like, oh, there's just slight warmth. I mean, it's like you start walking, and it's just like, it's not warm yet, but you can kind of feel it. It's like there's this moment, and you just kind of, something melts within you. Because spring is beautiful. I wish I could say the same about summer, but I'm still working on that one, Okay. But isn't it real, though? Isn't it something special? We can go out on a, on a hot summer day, and you head out to, we head out to Pensacola Beach. And you have the waves come in. Life is good. In the middle of autumn, when things begin to cool down, and we begin to have this, I can breathe again. It's not so hot and humid. Life is beautiful in the middle of winter. And things kind of slow to a crawl. We can begin to see beauty all around us. The seasons of life, wherever they are, we can look, and Solomon tells us, to find the good. He even goes on and he says in verse 12, So I concluded there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can, And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of the labor, for these are gifts from God. The seasons of our life are going to come. They're going to go. And Solomon says here, if you want to know what to do in the meantime, all things are beautiful. Watching our kids grow up, it's beautiful. 
It's hard. But it's beautiful. Going through the different seasons, and sometimes they're hard. And I'm not trying to downplay them, but Solomon says, whatever season you are in, you need to look for and find and enjoy the life that you have. Your life is good. For those of you who have worked hard and get out and go on an awesome holiday, Solomon says, good on you. Okay, I know that's my little Aussie coming out. Okay, good on you. Go for it. For those of you who go out and, and, and get out to the beach and have a good time, Solomon says, go for it. For those of you who get out in the garden and, and, and cultivate your flowers and you enjoy it, good on you. For those of you who go out into the coffee shop and drink your Starbucks, good on you. The life that you have was given to you by God to be enjoyed. We have this idea that sometimes God puts us into our lives to be miserable and he comes into our lives and our lives are supposed to be this, ugh. we're spiritual if we're miserable, aren't we? Those of us who are the most depressed must be the most closest to God. And Solomon says that is not the way it works. The people who are the happiest should be the people who are the closest to God. You're going to go through seasons and Solomon is not trying to hide from it. But in your seasons, find the good. And sometimes we have to sort it through and look for it, don't we? But if you do not, your season will overwhelm you. God's still going to be there. Whether we find that goodness or not, God is not going anywhere. He's still in control, and whatever is going to happen is going to happen. So you might as well find something good because God has put it there. All right. I'm going to have to close. I'm looking at my time. Change is constant, and it comes with many things, doesn't it? Your seasons of change, they're going to come with brand new little babies. And man, they're so cute. They're going to come with new trucks and puppy dogs and kittens. And man, those are so fun. But there is also another side. And the seasons will change. Whatever season that you are in, take the time to stop and find the good of where you're at. Try to appreciate it. That's what Solomon is pulling us back to. God has given life to be appreciated and enjoyed. Life is a gift from him. Okay, I'm gonna close with four questions. Here we go. Four questions. Now, I kind of put these out there. If you get an opportunity to go home and kind of discuss these with your family, if you're, you get a chance to discuss them later. I've got four questions. Question number one, what changes have you seen that are for the better? And the reason why I bring this up, I mean, it seems like, okay, James, this is such a stupid, almost childish question, but here's the reality. We have got to remind ourselves and we have got to pull ourselves to a place, say, no, 
there have been some awesome changes that have happened around us, and we need to be reminded of it. So what changes have you seen that have been for the better? Number two, what change or changes have left you hurting? Now, this one you won't need to think long about because whatever changes or that season that has gone into our life that has left us hurting, it's still gonna be there. One of the things that I've realized is that the good disappears quickly, pain stays with us and lingers. Number three, If you could accept that God really was the final judge, would it allow you to accept some changes a little easier? I, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm just saying, if, if you really could accept that God is the final judge, would it allow you to accept some of the changes you're going through just a little easier? And last question what do you have in your life right now that you are enjoying? What is it that you are going through? What is it that you have? What are you about to experience that is enjoyable right now? What can you find pleasure in in your life? Father, as we close, Lord, as we begin to talk about change, we know all of us We know as a church, we have been through a lot of change in these last couple years. And Father, that change is not about to end anytime soon. We know we're about to continue to go through some change. And Father, some of these changes have not been easy. And some of these changes are going to be exciting. And Father, we just know that there's seasons of change. But Lord, it's not just the change that's happening at church. We know there's a change that happens within our lives. And it's constant. Some of these changes are absolutely painful. Some of these changes are absolutely awe-inspiring. Some of these changes bring great joy. Some of these changes do not. But we're going through them. And we know we have a Savior who will walk with us and will be with us. So Father, help us deal with these changes. Help us to find the beauty around us and enjoy the gift that you have given. And we say thank you. In your name we pray.